Welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is season two, episode 18, Holiday Weekends and Back to Work Chaos. Heavy on the chaos. <laughs> Extreme emphasis on the back to work chaos. Um, well, here uh, in the United States, yesterday was Memorial Day holiday, which is the unofficial start to summer. Uh, tomorrow, June 1st, is actually the meteorological start to summer. Um, but yesterday, most workplaces are closed for Memorial Day. Uh, so we at our workplace had the day off, which means we had a long weekend. Whoop, whoop. But with that, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because here, have an extra day off during the week and enjoy it with your family. And then it's like, come back on Tuesday and regret every minute of that extra day off you had now because you're <laughs> all of that extra work. Like, I don't know. It's so weird because I know that you and I are very similar. Like, I love a long weekend. I thoroughly look forward to it. Um. But then come Tuesday, I'm always like, well, I don't know, was it worth it? I'm not sure it was. <laughs> the anxiety going back and knowing what is to await you is frustrating sometimes. It is. Um, I hoard. I feel that though, anytime, whether it's a long weekend or not, if I take a single day off and and maybe other countries aren't like this, we welcome your feedback on this because here where we are, you take a day off. It's not really like you take a day off because although you're getting done what you know doctor appointment or whatever you may have going on that day, you're constantly still worried about what's happening with your work life and what's going to be waiting tomorrow when you do get back in that might not have gotten handled today. So I feel like the American, the average American worker has a lot of stress and anxiety. I feel like. I feel like I speak for everybody when I say usually come about 10 p.m. on Sunday night. I'm like, how do I make a million? tomorrow morning <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> I, the worst sunday night insomnia mm -hmm. i don't really suffer from insomnia a lot of other nights it's mm, it's better now uh when mom first got sick i couldn't sleep ever because i was getting my phd in oncology on the side via google so mm -hmm. i was up all the time and it's gotten better but sunday nights I mean, come hell or high water, I am up. I might go to sleep. I wake up an hour later thinking it's time to get up and it's ready to, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's only, wait, it's only 1230? Go back to sleep, Brittany. And then I can't. Like, three hours later, I'm still awake thinking, like, man, I wonder if that email, I wonder if they responded on that. Because if I come in tomorrow and they haven't, then what's going to be my plan of action? Like, this is me at three in the morning on a Sunday night slash Monday morning. It's mm -hmm. stupid, and I feel like, I don't know, Sunday night insomnia, I'm sure, is not an official diagnosis, but it is a real thing. Yeah. Um, And then the holiday weekend, like you said, just kind of amplifies that. Actually, sometimes I feel a little guilty, like, yesterday. I felt guilty knitting yesterday because... I just knew I should probably go ahead and get logged on, clean up my inbox a little bit, work on some reports and such. And instead I was knitting. 
I may not have gone to Walmart tonight and already started buying some yarn for my temperature blanket next year. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. What get? <laughs> um, it's called hold on, let me look here. Um, it's by Red Heart. It's super saver metallic yarn and it is called Fuchsia. Ooh, that sounds pretty. It is fuchsia glitter yarn. Oh my gosh. I got three skeins of it. Uh, this is what happens when I walk into the store now. <laughs> hey, go- look at you going to Walmart. <laughs> I know. I know. This is like the third time in the store in the last couple years. Um, but I was specifically not going because I saved money by not going. I went to Walmart today. Uh, to get some wrapping paper for some graduation presents and for Eric to look for a frozen pizza. And we walked out with $91 worth of stuff. So, is frozen pizzas, by the way? What is the world coming to? The what? I'm sorry. I missed the first part of that. Uh, how did they not have his frozen pizza? <laughs> he likes the French bread pizzas. Okay. You know, the, have- what are they, Red Baron or something like that, I think. Uh, like, and they know- didn't have any. Oh, so yeah, that's uh, you know, maybe there's a pizza shortage because we like to buy the little three minute pizzas from Kroger that you microwave, mm-hmm. and we specifically will get cheese or pepperoni or a combination of like you know we'll get five cheese and five pepperonis when we do a click list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, they gave us like fifteen Supreme pizzas. <laughs> house once any supreme pizzas huh um and we even said no substitutions but maybe there's a pizza shortage and that was all they had i don't know <laughs> like oh, i'm sorry did you say no substitutions we're just gonna go ahead and substitute that with something you've never eaten before i i know it's so bizarre <sighs> um i'll tell you if anybody listening is a kroger click lister and also uses paper plates don't judge me for using paper plates because quite frankly this is a judgment-free zone here. That's um, all we use, really. Unless it's something that's too hot that it would melt a paper plate. Well, plate. Then I use the regular ones. We'll usually just get, like, the basic uh, paper-type plates from Kroger. But really, several times this past year, on frequent occasion, order them, allow substitutions... I don't know if there's just somebody lazy at our Kroger click list. It's like, meh, don't see the Kroger ones. Go ahead and give them the Chinette. Um, I will take that substitution all day. No questions asked. Yeah. And they've done it like five times this year to where we ordered like the standard issue, you know, 100 stack of plates for like $1.99 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they've sent home the big like oval Chinette 50 pack for like $16.99. <sighs> you $1.99 because it's a substitution so I mean I feel like you've really reached adulthood when you feel like you're getting one over on the man on some Chinette paper plates but that's where I'm at in life Uh, it's pretty ridiculous life in general I feel like is pretty ridiculous these days well true story little little secret uh intel here not really secret but i'll keep you guys posted i might have jumped off a bit of a cliff here sarah 
might have just handed me the life rope and said, go for it. You've got a buoy on. See what happens. Because she is 100% supportive in that way. But I might uh, be trying to get another role within our company that may or may not involve a move. So everybody cross your fingers out there in, in all 32 countries we have listening. Uh, and we'll tell you more on that as it develops. We might be not just podcasting here from two counties in southern Ohio. We might actually just be doing it from halfway across the country. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas is almost out of school now, right? Yes. Thank the Lord. I asked him today when I got home from work, like, what of the week looking like? Because he's got till Friday. He said all of his classes are just doing, like, end of the year wrap-up stuff, just making stuff up. But his freaking social studies teacher has him still doing assignments till the end of the year. I'm like, of course he would. Of course he would. (laughs) It's not that I am not stressed enough that now we have, he's got a social studies paper that he has to write and turn in by the end of the week. And I'm like, can we just just call it quits? I know. My kids, Thursday was their last day. So thank the Lord we survived this school year. Um, But I was also annoyed. Like the last week of school, we get a note like, Please make sure that your student has um, pencils and crayons and glue sticks and scissors and they don't have to be name brand. But if they need these items, you know, we need you to send them in and they can still use them next year. So don't worry about that. But if they don't have the items, then they will not be doing the craft with us. Okay, people, it's like three days before school's over and you're going to make everybody go buy new school supplies. What? Right. So it's like you have enough stuff you can make with that and she's like oh, i should have her problem is she always breaks her crayons so i'm like well you think you could use that like one inch long broken crayon to get you through and it's it's not even for me about buying them because we've probably got extra supplies here but they would go there she'd mangle them up for three days and they wouldn't be usable next year i know her better mm-hmm. than yeah i think too i don't know i have a hard time asking people for things so I'm not a a teacher of course but I just I don't know like I would rather just go out buy the 99 cent pack of crayons from store than ask for parents to bring them in the last day or the last week of school right I'd go buy a 64 box and let all the kids use them and call it a day that's me personally but and with this specific teacher anytime they've needed anything throughout the year I've ordered it from Sam's Club and had it sent to the school so like we need more disinfecting wipes. Okay, check. Six bottles of them coming at you to the to the school. So it's not like I again. I have no problem doing it. It's just the principle. I feel like at the point I, days left, like you're looking at my kids just showing up, look looking presentable at this point. Right. I feel like the last week of school is the wrong time to be asking for new school supplies. <laughs> I also agree. It's bad enough they send home. The- buy list because you're like yes thank god we're finally out of school and then they're like and here's the 76 dollars worth of paper towels and gallon sized baggies i've got to bring in for next year um i don't know and it's stupid because some of the stuff and i'm not a teacher so i'm just going on a total rampage here but some of the stuff that's on the list like the baggies always gets to me because i'll be honest i've never seen a baggie come home no neither have i like what are we doing with bags? i've never seen bags 
what right where are those going what is happening <laughs> you have like the girls bring you know quart size and the boys bring gallon size or whatever but like i got nothing i don't know what happens to those things mm-hmm. um I, I really don't crazy, well but... in the kleenex year that's been a thing even since i was in elementary school bringing in the box of kleenex and we i don't think i've used it in years okay i do get it a little bit with kids because both of my kids let me tell you they're a little opposite gatlin refuses to blow his nose (laughs) he would rather just wipe it seventeen thousand times with a new tissue each time oh and i'm like dude it's not gonna stop it's not gonna stop pouring like a faucet you need to blow your nose and get it out of there like i end up being like a psycho Mm -hmm. Now, Remy's the opposite. She'll come to you with a bunch of tissues and be like, will you help me blow my nose, please? And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And she does. She does a good job. Uh, But I could see how little kids could go through a lot of tissues. Now, what annoys me is we send in tissues, like you said. But then my kid's got to get up and ask to get the tissue when her nose is running. So then I send in, like, the little packs of tissues. But let's be Mm -hmm. honest. Those little packs of tissues are a joke. There's, like, three tissues in each pack. (laughs) even get one out like without just shredding all the whole plastic packaging surrounding them um and then all the other kids are like wow why'd you bring those tissues for well because i don't know if i sneeze i don't want to have to ask the teacher permission to get up and walk my snotty nose across the room and get a dang tissue yeah to me again that's why i'm thankful that we are just almost done with this year lucas is almost done we've got fair to look forward to how's your Mm -hmm. long Oh my gosh, I have one square left. Ugh. I had every intention of getting it done last night. The squares anyway, not the sewing together. That's gonna that's a But I cannot even wait for everybody to see this when it's done because it's gonna be amazing. The sewing together is a whole other hill that I have <laughs> getting getting the squares done. So last night I was tired and crocheting, which is stupid. I shouldn't have been doing that. Um but I was about three quarters of the way through on the square that I was working on. And then I realized that I miscounted somewhere rows and rows back towards the beginning. So I had to rip the whole thing out oh, um, no. and start over. And by the time I got that done, it was almost 1130. And I was like, I can't stay up and make a second one tonight. It's just going to have to be tomorrow. And if I'm already making mistakes on the first one, guarantee I was going to have mistakes. So um. I worse than having to frog something back like multiple times mm-hmm. Jeff watched me one time and he's he finally was like please don't rip that out again and I was like what are you talking to me and he's like I I've just watched you knit that thing up and then rip it back out and knit it back up and rip it back out like five times and I don't know what you're doing but please I just don't want to watch you rip it all back out anymore <laughs> I'm, I think I'm trying to learn cables maybe so like I I was I wasn't focused on making anything. I was just trying to figure out how to make them work. I couldn't get that other. That's when I couldn't get those the braided cable. The one side was working, and the other side was just dropping off out of nowhere. But apparently, it was making him lose his mind because I just I just kept ripping it all back out. And I was like, "Well, that's fine. Then if you don't want to see me rip it back, out, I'll just cut it and throw it away. I don't care. Like it's totally fine." Well, and the clock is just truly ticking on these fair blankets. So, like, I have to get it done temperature blankets to the back burner a little bit so I can get the fair blanket done and I had 
some more skeins of yarn for my um, chevron temperature blanket because the one color it's called hot red from red heart and i'm pretty sure it's a discontinued color because nowhere carries it not even michael's or joanne's you can't so i found like some third-party seller on google that had some so i ordered two skeins of it to hopefully get me through the rest of this year with it so tonight a lot of people were using also that um oh what's the joanne's yarn that they discontinued the soft the soft version yes i know which one you're talking about what the i don't remember the name of it though it's like the big twist big twist yeah Uh, i don't know why i couldn't think of that i feel like i just won jeopardy over here I keep wanting to call it basic twist, but I know that's not right. Um, but I guess they discontinued maybe like some of the soft colors of the line or, but I know a few friends in our group are struggling with that because it's like, you know, you think three skeins might be enough for this one color. Surely we're not going to have that much negative temperatures. And then like you made it through all that in winter. And now we've, I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know, Ohio still has cold left at the end of the year. So um, the struggle is real for that. What was that one called? Red Hot? Hot Red. Hot Red. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll scope out. Uh, I'll have to dig out the orange and red bag upstairs and see if maybe there's any of it in there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, please do. If you see any, let me know. Um, I'll trade you some yarn for it. But $8 shipping I paid for these games. <laughs> but I have to have... Because I don't want to cheat either. Like, I mean, I... I could be that person where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to substitute this color. But, okay, but then we're going to have fall coming. So when the temperatures dip back down into the 60s again, I'm still going to need that color. So. Right. Yeah. I got two skeins just in case. Well, you don't have to trade me any yarn. I would be happy just to get rid of some of it. One. And two, I... uh, Whether this new situation works out or not, there's probably a move in my in my future whether it's a local move or a far distance move because I'm just not really feeling it at our current location anymore uh i don't know so mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot of yarn to move so you just want to take some of that yarn i <laughs> that uh i will gladly support your habit because the problem is i've got i've got a room full of yarn and most of it's worsted and anybody that's listened to probably at least an episode knows that i kind of despise worsted weight and yeah. not fun to have to try to like like double strand or triple strand it just to use it and make it like something bigger than worsted i don't know worsted weight just takes forever in knitting and that's my problem with it i'm hella impatient and i just can't i can't it's just i'm not a fan yeah it just i i like it better it's the right size for the hooks for my hands. And I, I don't know. I feel like yarn is okay, but the hook, because it, I have to use a much bigger hook, it feels uncomfortable in my hand. And probably just because I'm just used to, you know, your average H, I, J size hook. But like yeah. the little hooks, the big hooks, I don't like. 
Worsted is okay for certain things, I guess, because like if you're if you're using a super bulky pan, it doesn't matter what pattern you do, it's it's not gonna look like that pattern because it's just so big. So for that, at least for you using worsted weight, like with your crochet stitches, you can see a lot of the different like intricacies with your stitches because of it being smaller. I think sometimes you lose some of that when you use the bulkier yarn yeah it makes sense um just like i also get mad sometimes because i keep i bought a bunch of this stupid um bernay softy chunky like um it, they call it an ombre it's not it's a very fast color change each color is maybe only like three or four inches of the yarn Oh, and the next color, the next color, the next color. So there's no, there's no pooling happening at all. It just basically kind of looks like camouflage and everything that you do. But I bought one that's blues, uh, like a navy, like a denim, a lighter blue, and then one that is, uh, like a light teal, dark teal, gray, and like a cream. And they're really pretty, but again, I feel like you lose. Whatever fancy stitches you try to do, it doesn't matter. That kind of yarn is so busy that you just kind of can't see it. Yeah. There was somebody who posted on one of my crochet groups not too long ago. They made like a filet crochet baby blanket. Oh. But they didn't do um, both stitches. They were crocheting it. They just did like the back loops only. So you couldn't hardly tell what the pattern was in the picture so they were gonna have to rip it out and redo Uh, it and that's what everybody was saying in the comments they're like filet is meant to be through both loops not just not just it's really hard to tell what you got going on there what does that mean like so you're crocheting into the front and the back Mm -hmm. yeah so like twice into each stitch essentially Yeah, so when you're crocheting, like, on top of your stitch, there's two, like, two loops, essentially. And so, for instance, my chevron blanket that I'm making for my temperature blanket, that I'm crocheting in the back loops only on that, which kind of gives it sort of, like, that ribbed, like, rigid look. Um, And then when you crochet through loops... It's more of like a flat, uniform type look. And that's what she should have been doing. But she was doing the back loops only. And you couldn't really tell what it was that she was making. So Because I used that softy, chunky yarn. And I did a... I think they call it a waffle stitch. Um... And it's probably what it's, it's an easier four row repeat pattern that I, it's like a go-to because it's just one that I have memorized. I don't have to look it up. I can easily work it out in the number of stitches, no matter how many I cast on what the pattern is. So I go to it a lot, mm-hmm. but like I get working it in this, in the softy chunky and like, I mean like a solid foot in length of a scarf in, and then I'm like, what a waste of time to be doing this stitch when you can't even really see it. But then you're already that far in that, you know, you like well rip it out or keep going so we just keep going and I mean it turned out okay but I don't know I'm just disappointed in that yarn I guess because again an ombre to me is more of a subtle gradual like self-striping where it's Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's where it blends into the next color and not just a sudden. No, this is like a like an aggressive change every couple yeah. of days. So mm-hmm. you can't even get. I mean, you're three colors in just in one little row of a hat. It's crazy, right? Uh, I think I'm done buying it now. What what I do like about it is the size of the yarn. It considers itself. I think it considers itself a bulky. I wouldn't quite say it's a bulky. It's a shade smaller. Um, I'd say it's like a five, maybe, but I don't. I don't know. Um, but I do like the size and the weight of it. It's not bad to use, but man, I'm just disappointed in the coloring. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something for now, I guess. Oh, it's terrible. Um, Joanne's though, you know, you're talking about paying $8 for shipping on those gains of the Red Heart. I get frustrated with Joanne's. Sometimes you can catch a coupon on the shipping, but I also get very frustrated with Avon. <laughs> Avon's eyeliner, but their shipping is $8 no matter what, so... Yeah. How am I going to pay $2 for an eyeliner in $8 shipping? Uh, that's a no. I know a person that sells Avon in Lucasville who you might be able to just stop by her booth one time. She hexed us like, <laughs> I know it. Ah, man. She burned holes through our souls with her retinas. <laughs> All because of Hilarious. that chapstick. I swear that's what did it. Yeah. Um, we've got some Avon folks uh, at work and uh, some of the kids' parents sell Avon, but nobody has any stock and they want you to order it all, which again is fine. But $8 shipping on $2 eyeliner is just, that's a hard one for me to swallow. Yeah. Especially when you can get like $2 eyeliner at CVS or... Right. Walgreens you know it's hard to justify that let's tell a funny story about eyeliner okay I had a trip a little while back and oh this is funny um I I needed to get a new eyeliner and it was like in a pinch lesson so Sarah always to my rescue literally (laughs) always to my rescue (laughs) sort of I'm halfway there (laughs) well she's like I've got I got an eyeliner for you and I got this lip gloss that's perfectly your color which by the way that lip gloss absolutely a perfect shade uh I told her that she missed her calling maybe being an Avon lady I don't know <laughs> who knows uh, that's the most neutral color that I so I think that I owned <laughs> Sarah gives me brings me to work um like a liquid eyeliner like a tattoo style you know like a brushy kind of eyeliner end which I'm just not that fancy and I don't really know how to use that stuff. I don't even do eyeliner on my top eyes because I'm also not that fancy. So I'm trying to use it, whatever. And then the other one, she said, hey, this is funny. Um, I thought this was an eyeliner this whole time. Turns out it's a lip liner, but, you know, use it for whatever. And I'm like, cool, that's cool. Thanks. I think nothing of it. I laugh about it being a lip liner because I'm like, oh, it's totally something I would do too. But hey, if it works. So fast forward like a week and... I don't realize which one I grabbed because it's, I mean, it looks just like an eyeliner stick. The lip liner stick does. Um, They're both black, like the little clicky, you know, self-sharpening. You don't have to do anything. Just click it up when you need more, whatever. I, I think nothing of it. I thought I grabbed the eyeliner. I put it on my eyes. It glides on like the smoothest butter eyeliner I've ever used in my life. But then I'm like, man, 
that eyeliner must be a little strong or something. My eyes are kind of burning. And I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out what is going on. And then I just like I deal with it. It goes away after a while. Eyeliner's still looking banging. So I go out the rest of the day. No big deal. I go to use it again. And I'm like, man, it is burning again. But I got to see what brand this is because I still just can't believe how smooth it goes on every time I use it. Yep, you better believe it is the lip liner every single time that I've still been using on my eyes. And I feel like maybe that was why I was burning a little bit, maybe. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you haven't used lip liner as eyeliner before, you should try it because <laughs> it just glides right on. But it was burning your eyes? That's crazy. It was. It left water a lot. Which then I was like, no, don't take off the eyeliner because it make my eyes water. But I just want the eyeliner to stay on because it looks so good and dark. Um, and I've been using it as eyeliner because <laughs> I didn't pay attention to be it to well, it being lip liner. Literally, still did the exact same thing because it looks just like, just like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I'm really sad that it's not eyeliner because it it just went on so nicely and so dark and such a a good nice line. I. Uh, it was well, eye burning. I'll tell you that. I mean, it did not deter me from using it because it still looks so good. That Neutrogena eyeliner that I know you don't like them, but like the brush pen. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite eyeliner. Is it okay? It stays my on forever. Is the Avon Glimmer Sticks uh black diamond? It's like a black eyeliner with like glitter in it because why would mm-hmm. I not love eyeliner with glitter um but it also goes on really nicely and it stays on and my thing is like I don't I only do my under my under eyeliner I don't do the top lid and I know everybody frowns upon this so go ahead and judge away but I do it on the rim I do I too under the eyelash line that's weird to me I straight up do it across the rim which is probably mm-hmm. also why it was burning a little um to me, that's just that's just where it goes for me. It's where it goes. We're definitely going to be blind one of these days, I'm sure. <laughs> We're going to make note. We'll sue them later in life if we go blind because we'll be like, well, you made your packaging look just like eyeliner. <laughs> well, that's- and I got it. I mean, when I bought that lip liner, I did buy it for the purpose of lip liner because I do have that black lipstick. And that was what I bought for. And... You guys. But then I kept using it as lip or eyeliner. I'm going to go through at some point and I'm going to just. Sarah is the best lipstick wearing person I know. She rocks (laughs) color of lip gloss and lipstick combination. For me, something in my skin pigmentation is weird and I don't care what color I put on for the most part. It's going to turn hot pink anyway. It's just what happens. I don't know why. It's just how my body is. Sarah, though, Halloween or not, she'll wear black lipstick with a iridescent gloss on top. And, like, nobody bats an eye at Sarah for wearing black lipstick because it'll match her outfit and she'll still look super <laughs> out of it. It's, she's a lipstick-wearing fool here. And I'm also without somebody being like, whoa, what are you wearing there? What's, you got you a new lipstick? Or I mean, I stand out, like, obnoxiously if I try to wear anything like that. So... I have a whole lipstick pouch in my purse. It wasn't for Halloween. It was for regular, just day-to-day use because she rocks it. Uh, If it 
it's a lipstick or a lip gloss, I have a whole pouch in my purse. And I'm like, hi, here's 45 shades to pick from. I know. And I'm telling you, the one, the one picked for me there literally was perfect. Uh, I I did thoroughly enjoy it. And I wore it both both days of my meetings when I traveled because I felt like I was rocking it. But I got, I really like the lips and stuff, but I didn't stay on my lips that well supposed to or like they claim for it to oh um uh it, it stays on mine really well and eric always makes fun of me because i'll get out of the shower and i'll wash my face but you leave that lipstick is still hanging on tight and <laughs> like, it just looks so funny because i'm completely fresh faced other than that it hangs on like around the edges of my lips to where uh, i look like uh Eminem's wife back in the day, Kim. Oh man, Kim. Mathers mm. look going. Uh, yeah, it's not good. The '90s cold, and they want their lip liner back, and that's what I end up like. Like at first, it's real good, but like an hour in, it all wears off of my lips, except for just the, around the edges. Tenth grade, I was rocking that look hard. I had like light gloss, also. Yes, like the burgundy lip liner with mm-hmm. like the nude colored lipstick. And like some lip smackers gloss going on. A little bit of shimmer in there. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. Oh, those yeah, days. I one of those videos the other day where it's like the, you know, they do like the dancing over time and it shows all the different dances or it was makeup over time. <laughs> and then it got to like the 90s and the 2000s. And I literally was like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, what? Right. I don't think anybody says those were great makeup days. Right. Who doesn't love a little blue shimmer eyeshadow everywhere? I mean, and all offended. And the chunking that everybody did with their hair. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Like, there, oh, was, yeah. there was no subtle highlights. Oh, no, ma'am. It was big old one inch. Skunk strong highlights right? yes. in your black hair. Oh, when I met Jeff, I had short hair that I would straighten down with a straightener and then like clip up my sides and then take the same said straightener and like flip outward with my straightener, all these big pieces in the back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Flip my head over, use the yellow gotta be glued hairspray because other than that, what is life? Mm-hmm spray the shit out of it like flip it all around and then flip my head up to where it almost resembled like duck feathers duck tail feathers in the back there just outward and big and ready to go and then i'd be like yep looks great let's go i mean i rocked that hair um i feel like I, nowadays it might be frowned upon i also had like shoulder length hair a little maybe a little bit above shoulder length hair it was like jet black underneath and then really light blonde on top oh yes man those are the days oh gosh days i mean there are times that i wish i had i could just go back and just marinate in that time a little bit because just you never really appreciate it until it's gone and you look like man those were the days i feel like that about times i didn't live in also like i don't know if that's mm-hmm. weird not to say but like i look back at the 50s and 60s era just like the definition of a housewife and 
the cute dresses that they all wore and like the skirts with the petticoats underneath and like the to make them fluffy not not like scarlet o'hara petticoats but right talking about like the fluffy slips underneath of them and um like setting my hair in curlers at night and that being my biggest concern for the day okay yeah i i also really think that that time would be really cool the only thing though is for me and obviously if I lived back in that time it would be different because I wouldn't know otherwise but I have always been like I want things right away when it comes like information or whatever and being in the days of like instantaneous information and um ordering and that kind of stuff all that stuff like you need and you need it now I would have a hard time adjusting to life if we went backwards in time to a time like that because if I need to know something I want to be able to just look at or you know crochet patterns or whatever um as well by Pinterest like back in the day I mean, if I told my mom I wanted a certain Valentine box, she couldn't be like, okay, hold on, let me go look and see what Pinterest has. Right. <laughs> hey, let's get out the tin foil. you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, I agree in that aspect of it. Although, if everybody were on a level playing field where no one could have instant and immediate information like that, I think I'd be okay because then I wouldn't... It's not like somebody would be one-upping me because they Pinterested it and I was living in the Amish times of tinfoil. Nobody could Pinterest it. And then I think it'd be okay. I think, um, I don't know. I wish my kids could go back and experience a time like that too. Like one of my best childhood memories is in the fall, we would rake up all the leaves in our side yard and literally build out lines of a floor plan and then play house in our leaf house. Mm Mm-hmm. And kids today won't ever know that kind of anything because there are enough games and electronics. And I'm not even talking like cell phones. Like, look at Bop It and the different like electronic type games and things like that that they'll never know about raking leaves and building a leaf house and that being the coolest part of your day. Like, it's, I don't know. I wish my, I wish that my kids could experience times before everything was so technology driven. Yeah, that is one thing that Eric and I never agreed on with the raising of the kids because I never had like really electronics when I was growing up. Like you went outside and you played from sunup to sundown if you were not at school and that was it. Like you came in to eat and go to the bathroom and that was it and then you're right back outside. And if it were up to me, the kids would have touched a video game remote control and you're quite the opposite he you know was raised with video games I don't see anything wrong with it um but I also feel like if we had lived in an area where the kids had neighbors that were their age and stuff where they could have actually had an outside I'm now been different I mean I agree back in the day we could be trusted to go out and play all day and mm-hmm. play with kids. Man, we used to love playing. We'd play hide and go seek at the dark in the dark, like at dusk, right when it started to get dark. All the neighborhood kids would play hide and go seek because it was super fun. You literally just lay on the ground and be like, "I'm hiding right here. Nobody can see me because it's dark." 
Mm-hmm. Man, that was like core memory, highlight of a summer, you know, those kinds of things. And, but again, we knew those kids. We had friends around. And nowadays, right. uh, whether the neighbor has kids or not, I don't know that I'm trusting people. I don't know what kind of lifestyle they live. Yeah. Uh, more mature than my kids. My kids don't have, well, I shouldn't say my kids don't have. Gatlin has an Instagram that he created a long time ago for the dog because he wanted to post things as if it were our dog posting things mm-hmm. um and quickly i i shut that down but i don't know i just it's, well it's just different now i think country and there were four houses in a row and it was all our family that lived in the houses i had one set of cousins on one side of us another set of cousins on the other side of, and then down the road from those cousins was my grandparents So we all grew up together in like our little pot of our neighborhood. And so when we were outside, we were always just with our cousins. And, you know, it was always like our parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents always outside watching us and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I wish that those were still the kind of times for our kids. My sister anywhere near me for my kids to have grown up really with their cousins so I don't know things are just weird these days they are not in a good way they are I totally agree I would have never five years ago if you would have asked me if I would ever consider relocating for a career I would have laughed and been like yeah it's a hard no Mm -hmm. but that was a good joke except for I don't know the matriarch of our family died my mom and death changes everyone and so now it's a different it's a different time it's a different world and a different place to be in when it's not I mean I my older sister I she travels a lot she's a travel nurse so I don't see her often and even if she does live close our schedules are so crazy that we just don't see each other often it doesn't mean we don't talk still and you know that's what got me to thinking I guess like I I mean I can FaceTime and talk to anybody who I need to still, but I just, our kids are so busy and everyone is so busy that I, we never see anybody as it is. I mean, it's, it's wild to me yeah. um, how much things change, but that'd be super fun to grow up with cousins like that though, because I didn't, uh, we grew up and most of our cousins, which is a significant amount because my mom's dad was one of 17 kids. Right. So like we, I mean, we got cousins that I don't even know coming out the yin yang here. But they were all always at least a solid hour, hour and a half away from where we lived. Um, And cousins on my dad's side, same, you know, everybody, we lived in Southern Ohio and they all lived in Columbus or North of Columbus. So we never got that experience growing up. And I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it was. I just, I wish that we could have done the same for our kids, but you know, as time changes and people move on and separate a little bit things are different you just have to kind of adapt but it was just I feel like it was a lot easier for my mom too because my mom and aunts and uncles everybody also worked full-time so in the summertime it was just us cousins taking care of each other (laughs) you know and I think the oldest at one time was maybe like 10 (laughs) we, we all spent all summer together and you just had to survive until a parent got home and that was about it yeah that's so funny mom would be like don't answer the phone don't answer the door don't use the stove yeah and we'd be like okay sounds good but you know 
go climb in the creek out back and you know walk six miles into the state park nobody cares you're good it's fine <laughs> right i don't know and now i can't even fathom being like i can't fathom right now and this sounds crazy this sounds crazy telling remy who is eight like hey can you run out to the car and grab this for me i would not trust that to happen because she's eight and in that mm -hmm. four seconds she could walk out to the car and somebody could snatch her up like i it's just not like that and shoot back in the day it'd be like okay go down to the store tell him you need these two packs of cigarettes <laughs> and you're going to take this post-dated check with right. you <laughs> for the stuff. you know what i mean like yeah like eight years old buying some salem you know menthol cigarettes on my post-dated check here yeah uh and like i said i can't even send my eight-year-old out to the car to get something out of it so it's i don't know it is crazy different times i, I mean, think next definitely different times on next week let's pick a decade each okay we will just do a look back on knitting and crochet in that decade oh that sounds fun um just kind of talk about those times we'll we're fed up with these times we'll just live in the past <laughs> i love it um so join us next week if you want to hear about some old school decades and knitting and crochet in those times um you can certainly join us back here of course wherever you listen to your podcast or you can find us on social media uh, at needleshooksdl. That is our TikTok. That's our Messenger, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, that's at needleshooksdl. Or you can email us. It is spelled all the way out, needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Uh, lastly, you can find our Facebook group, which is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast Year-Long Stitchathon. I mean, I've really got to talk myself through that one sometimes. Um, but find us there. A couple of you found us there last week. Thank you for joining us. Um, we look forward to hearing from you and seeing your works of art and just hanging out with everybody. Um, but otherwise, join us back here next week. We'll have decades of plenty and lots of info for you. Bye. Bye.